Welcome back, everyone. We're done with Deshaun Jackson for this episode, okay? We're not talking any more Instagram posts, um, you know, organization, apologies, all of that fun stuff. And uh, that's been the hot topic over the past couple days. But we have more to get to here with John McMullen on extending the play. Welcome back, everyone. As I mentioned, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Jacob Media, Jacob with a K, J-A-K-I-B media uh all of these episodes a lot of them i should say and all the content can be found in the written word by john uh, at phillyvoice.com he also writes for sports illustrated at si.com sb nation radio and sirius xm welcome back john to another episode we're going to transition away from deshaun jackson is that okay with you yeah love it love it uh that's 2020 journalism, looking at Instagram likes. I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> well, he liked this person's uh, post. What does that awful. mean? It is so oh. bad. Yeah. Welcome to 2020. But uh, a while back, the NBA released their rules, I guess we can call them, uh, for the Orlando bubble. Some of those rules included no doubles ping pong, no sharing bars of soap, um, <laughs> no high fiving, sharing bars of soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the absolute best. So here we are, John. The NFL um, released some of their own rules now, if and when their season begins. And uh, let's have some fun with these. What are they trying to do here, and, and what exactly did they come out with? Yeah, a, a, a number of the preseason protocols, which will obviously – a couple of things about this. And, and one, when it was uh, uh, kind of came out, kind of leaked through NFL media, as these things have been uh, progressed, and generally the NFL floats it in the NFLPA box, and they go back to fighting. Uh, but in this particular case, it's a little bit more meaningful because the NFLPA has approved uh, these particular protocols. So this is what we're going with for game days. And and by the way, real quick as an ancillary thing, also means there's going to be two preseason games. So there was that wrangling back and forth. Players didn't want any preseason games. Uh, the, the owners wanted two. Uh, the league wanted to essentially – to do a dry run for these protocols. So everybody's going to have uh, one home game, one road game to sort of work out the kinks uh, before uh, week one uh, and the regular season kicks off. So that I think is important. And that's some news that really did come out today. But as far as the protocols, and it's interesting because a lot of the players have begun laughing about it. Darius Slay, uh, one of the Eagles, uh, uh, mocking it. Uh, but there have been a number. Uh, and remember, their union approved it. So essentially what we're going to do, you have the normal things you would expect. Everybody's got to take their temperature uh, to get into the game. Uh, players and coaches don't have to wear a mask. Uh 
but everybody else on the sidelines, there's a limit to people who could be on the sideline. All that kind of stuff we were all expecting. The most interesting, though, came after the game. No more jersey swapping, Ryan. No shaking hands after the game. After three hours, you hit each other. You grunt, you sweat, you snort on each other. That's all fine. But after the game, stay six feet apart. And that's basically what the players were laughing about. And it, it comes down to, as it always does, and we were discussing this before we started taping, you know, the, the macro view versus the micro view. On a micro, as, as an individual player, you can sit and laugh about this. But from the macro view, it's about the players and the league and the owners getting their money. That's what it's about. How do you get through this? from a public relations standpoint, from a dog and pony show, you show the public, look at what we're doing to keep everybody safe with these nonsensical rules. And you hope they don't ask the question, why? Why no jersey swapping? That makes no sense. Well, you know what? Nobody does. It's, um, John, it's, it's amazing to me how the PR side of things from all these sports leagues continue to fail in my mind. And I know they have a Herculean type of task in front of them when trying to manage the PR and marketing side of things with what is taking place right now in our society. But you and I have had debates and great conversations in the past regarding NBA versus NFL PR And I look at this, and I'll pretend I'm like the head of PR for the NFL for a second. I don't know how you can decide that this is a good decision to release these types of things. Can't you just send a memo out to each organization, and the organization meets with their players and their staff and their, you know, employees and says, listen, okay, after the game, no jersey swapping. Don't be, you know, walking to the middle of the field, hugging, high-fiving, and talking to your buddy on the Steelers if you're on the Eagles, whatever it may be. Like, that's much more simplified. This is a bad PR look in my mind. I look at this and I say, you look like an idiot. You, Like you said, you're going to play for three hours and sweat and bleed on each other, but we don't want you high-fiving or shaking hands at the end of the game. It's just... It's laughable. Yeah, it is. And and basically what you know, I joke, their plan is to eliminate as much risk as possible right up to kickoff, then engage in all this incredibly risky behavior. And then as soon as the final gun sounds, revert back to eliminating as much risk as possible. I, I, I do know, and I've said this before, to be fair, it's, it, it is a Herculean task. It's impossible to make critics happy. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody's going to poke holes no matter what. So, I, I mean, I think that's a bigger side of the problem because you can't tell the truth. You can't just sit down and be honest with people. And this goes far beyond football. I think if everybody sits down and says, and Adam Silver, by the way, you mentioned the NBA, and he got to this point when he was announcing the Orlando bubble, and he admitted, look, this virus isn't going anywhere, so we got to live with it, uh, and we got we to move forward 
or the alternative is not playing. I think if you sit down and you explain to people and, and, and try to impart that information, just I think the biggest problem from a national standpoint, and again, that goes far beyond the sports, is the politi- uh, political nature of this and everybody trying to politicize it. Um, and you have incredible misinformation, incredible disinformation. So I think if we can get to that point and sit down and say, there isn't going to be a vaccine, people. This is going to be here for a long time. And you got to try to live your life as best you can, just like the flu. The flu doesn't go anywhere. Now, Ryan, I got to say this. People are going to jump on saying, oh, you're compared to COVID-19. No, I'm not. What I'm comparing is the flu as an example. How long has the flu been around? It's not going anywhere, but you live your life. What do you do? If your nose is running and, and or somebody else's nose is running and you're smart, you go wash your hands. You make sure you do things to potentially mitigate because you don't want to get sick. Now, this virus is much more serious, but it's the same thing. It's not going, there's not going to, we're not going to go to pick a date, November 15th. Oh, we solved it. Virus is over. Let's go back to normal. So you have to make a decision. Do you want to live life or do you want to shut down? And if you want to shut down, that's fine. But don't pretend with all this nonsense and that's what's going on and why it's going on is to placate people from a public relations standpoint that's and that's the problem though and i I agree with you like when i when i criticize the nfl that's what we're talking about here on extending the play with john mcmullen um you know i i understand that there's people out there that are going to criticize them no matter what I understand that they have a very difficult job that I certainly couldn't do. Um, maybe I could. No, I can't do that job. It's, it's a very tough task. But I feel like they're trying to please everyone. And they're trying to say, we're going to give you your sports for your distraction. But I tell you what, as soon as those zeros hit the clock for the fourth quarter, we are sprinting back to quote unquote normal and safety protocols for COVID-19. It's just... <laughs> I don't know. I'm repeating myself a little bit, but it's just how I feel with it. And I I don't know what's right or wrong, but it's just crazy to me. Yeah. uh, And and, uh, the goal is to placate people that can't be placated. And I say it all the time. And and that's, you know, it's not only a problem in the NFL, uh, but you see it in business all over the place. And you try to uh, acquiesce to, to people that are never going to be happy. And uh, I don't think that's a prudent strategy for anyone, never mind the National Football League. But I, I think the better plan would be to say, look, um, this is a risky sport. You know, the irony with the NFL is everybody already knows, right, that it's a risky sport. The other sports, you don't think, I mean, there are horrible injuries in, in basketball and baseball. But you don't think of it as this incredibly risky sport to your health and certainly not your long-term health. In the NFL, because of the violence and nature of the sport and the head trauma, which is nobody talks about anymore, 
that might be a, one of the positives for the NFL. Nobody's talking about that. Um, you have that inherent risk that's built in anyway. And I think if you explain it to that, to the players, explain it like that. But no, we got to go through this dog and pony show. We got to say, in a lot of ways, by the way, Ryan, you know, and I always go back because John Harbaugh was the first to say it about these protocols, calling them humanly impossible. Now, remember, there's not going to be a lot of media there. And media that is there, we're going to watch practice, and then we're going to be kicked out immediately. There's not going to be any uh, live uh, interviews. It's all going to be via Zoom and all that kind of stuff. So all we're going to do is be on the field for that hour and a half, two hours, and then we're immediately kicked out of the facility. So we're not there as any kind of watchdog to make sure these protocols are being adhered to behind the scenes. So in a lot of ways, it's like, you're going to put this out for public consumption. John Harbaugh said it's humanly impossible. You really think they're going to be following these protocols to the T? I don't. No, it's impossible, and it's not fair. And it's like it, it's it's not fair. I sound like a kindergartner. It's not fair, John. <laughs> but it's it's not. I mean, and that's what we're getting a lot from the NBA now, whether it's players or teams, um, because they're closer to starting up their season here or finishing their season, I should say, as they um, begin to prep for the Orlando bubble, we have, we see players opting out in the NBA. We see Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers a couple days ago said uh, he doesn't see how most players are going to abide by these rules. If you're, I mean, most normal quote unquote people, they're not going to live their life. How, these leagues are trying to force these players to live their life. So then what? <laughs> like from the NFL standpoint, are we going to start to see players decide, nah, I'm not playing. This is ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not going along with your BS, so to speak, if that's maybe how a couple players feel. Or is that not going to happen? No, I, I mean, I think just from a, a mass standpoint, uh, there's going to be people opting out. You've already seen people opt out in the NBA. You've seen uh, people are going to opt out in baseball. Uh, same thing's going to happen in the NFL, but I think even more just because of the roster size. And you say, well, we're putting together 53-man rosters, and it's going to be extend, uh, extended practice squads, uh, increased practice squads in case – uh, people are quarantined or sick or what have you. So you're going to have ultimately, let's say it's 12, let's say it's 15, whatever, anywhere from 65 to 68 players. Uh, and just from a mass standpoint, like I said, just that equation, certain guys are going to opt out. And, you know, maybe it's understandably so. Maybe somebody has a child that has uh, immune deficiencies and they don't feel comfortable. Uh, you've seen that happen in other sports. Uh, maybe a, a parent, uh, something of that nature, maybe even a spouse. Uh, so there's no question people are going to opt out. I mean, Malik Jackson, uh, he, paw- he, he put something on Instagram yesterday, and it was really well thought out and pointed out the absurdness of these protocols and negotiations as a whole between the league and the players association 
I mean, right there, there's a guy who certainly sounded like he might opt out. Yeah. So that's, and that's a whole nother, um, you know, topic, a whole nother process that we're not even at yet. When, as we get closer um, to September and late August, we'll see how many players and of, of what magnitude each player decides to, to not get on the field. And that would be understandable. Um, but a lot of that is because of these rules that the league and the NFLPA are trying to, you know, throw down. On well, yeah. And the, un- uh, I will say the unintended consequence, I, I, I will say Ryan, the unintended consequence uh, of that is you create, when you put all these things in place, and I've heard this from other media guys, they're like, man, I, I, we got to go through all this. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to go there and put myself at risk. You create a fear. Yeah. And you're creating a fear uh, amongst the players because they're saying to themselves what every human being says that maybe, and let's be honest, they're not diving deep they're not going to johns hopkins every day they're not looking at the cdc guidelines they're not looking at the data of the vast majority uh they see you saying you have to do this 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 these draconian restrictions or it's not safe to play well guess what that creates fear and logically so Yeah, I mean, forget the fear part of it, too, which is 100% valid. But even if you are looking at the CDC guidelines and looking at the data and, and know, you know, you're informed more than the average person, the bottom line is if you're a part of the NFL as a media member or a player or a staff member, and regardless of the information, if you're getting forced to act a certain way, it's like, yeah, huh, I, 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 mean, I really yeah, want to go just, through all this from that. This is not point. You're right. <laughs> Maybe it even doesn't have to go as far as the fear, just from the, the pain in the, you know, what of, of having to go through this process to, to do your job, to go to work every day. Yeah, John, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. The rules, I don't know how they're going to be followed, if it will be followed, and what the NFL does as we get closer to the fall. But one thing's for sure, right here on Extending the Play, John McMullen is going to have all the insight and all of the answers. He has every answer, all right? Any question you have, John always has it. I just like to put a little pressure on him. Extending the Play with uh, John McMullen. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media. J.F. McMullen, Ryan Rothstein, 33, and at Extend the Play on Twitter, phillyvoicesi.com, SiriusXM, SB Nation. All right, John, anything else you want to uh, close out with? What are we going to talk about tomorrow? Well, I don't know, but I will have an answer, so I will say that, Ryan. But uh, it's not necessarily <laughs> always right, but everyone, everyone who doesn't like me says I have the answers to everything. But I... I I give you the best opinion on on a potential issue. Yeah, most people don't know, but Alan Iverson actually bought that nickname off of John McMullen. So <laughs> the answer was originally John's nickname. So there you go. Um, <laughs> and I'll neither of us have all the uh, have all the answers, by the way. 
No, of course not. But we like to talk about the problems and maybe we find answers along the way. So thank you everyone once again for listening as always. Be sure to check out all of our episodes at the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And until the next episode, have a great day, everyone. Peace.